around here. Captain! Signatures detected. Shields up. Signatures detected. Context Southfleet Command. What's happening? Context Southfleet Command. Delay that order. Context Southfleet Command. This is the captain. Context Southfleet Command. Get out of my chair. Chair, 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 chair. We have engaged the Klingons. 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 Welcome to The Greatest Discovery. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. I'm Adam Pranica. I'm Ben Harrison. Oh, is that my beer? Oh, it is your beer. It is... Uh, oh, thanks, JK. Oh, look, there's a third person here. <laughs> look who's here. <laughs> He's been in my hotel room the whole time. Uh, we are at the Rio Hotel in Vegas uh, for Star Trek Las Vegas, and we're here with our buddy JK Woodward. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cue the beer. <laughs> <laughs> we have got uh, three very tired conventioneers. Mm-hmm. On the Sunday of Star Trek Las Vegas, just barely holding it together. It <laughs> is impossible to explain the level of fatigue you feel at a Star Trek convention on a Sunday. What you can do is you see it. You see it in people's eyes. Yeah. The thousand yard stare. Yeah. The pike stare. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, talking to our buddy Bill Tilly, who booked himself an eight day Star Trek Las Vegas trip. Is, is that about as long as you're going to be here as well? I got here Wednesday. Okay. Which you, uh, some years it's always different. Some years I'll be here for the whole thing, and other years I'll just stop in for a day because it's an hour flight from you know, yeah. Long Beach. But, but yeah, this year I got in on Wednesday, and um, it's not just during the day that's exhausting. Is you you end up staying up all night and right. then getting up early to see the <laughs> events, and I've probably had four hours sleep since I've been here. Wow. Amazing. Do you often get sick? Uh, during or after conventions well, you like these? you kind of hear it in my voice yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just doing that for radio. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but there, there's an excitement, you know, that, that yeah. kind of keeps you jazzed and it just kind of runs out on Sunday. You know? Yeah. Not a ton of news at the convention this year. It seemed like they kind of blew their load at uh, at Comic-Con for, uh, for Star Trek news, but I guess it's possible that there's news breaking right now downstairs yeah. and we don't know about it. <laughs> Today's the, the big... Uh, discovery day yeah. of the convention yeah. so if you're if you're listening and there was a major discovery i don't know i i think that the trailer is definitely a possibility right this season, For season three, three. Trailer? yeah it would seem likely when when is that wait we can do this after this we can go down there and see that <laughs> i'm gonna could. check twi- i was checking twitter anyway uh mm. but maybe i'll look up to see if any of that is dropped yeah. i saw the uh picard panel yesterday yeah the picard was panel is cool yeah. it was at jonathan frakes um Who's who's that guy that played you? Oh, I guess uh, he's going to have a big role Jonathan in this. Jonathan Del Arco. Yes, he was there, and uh, and of course uh, Jerry Ryan. Yeah. And I found out they were all going to be on the cruise, which I'm super stoked about. Oh man, I, I didn't know that. I knew yeah. Jerry was, and um, Jonathan Frakes. If he's not busy, he's famous for like being called out to conventions and then yeah. not showing up. <laughs> so he's a director now, so his schedule is a little more hectic than, yeah. than everybody else. So. Hopefully they'll all be there. Yeah. It sounds really good. And they showed the trailer again, and it's fun seeing that live. They seem to have a lot of really positive energy coming out of working on that show. And uh, it sounds like they're still in production. He was saying that he's got a big scene with Picard that they're shooting this week. So yeah. That's uh, that's wild to think about that they like kick off work and come to Vegas to promote their show that they're going to (laughs) be. Debuting yeah, later this Star year? Trek, you know. A a show that they're promoting with like one hand tied behind their back too. Like 
Well, Jonathan Frakes was actually wearing a shirt saying, don't even ask me, I signed yeah. an NDA. Because he famously screwed up with the Mirror Universe yeah. before. But yeah, they're all really sensitive about that. They did a great thing this time around where uh, I think Jerry Ryan told the story of what it was like to be in production on the show. Like telling production stories that are not related to the story of the season, I think is an effective way to entertain. Yeah. And her story of wearing the giant uh, Little Red Riding Hood like cloak Oh my being, god, that was hilarious! And being hidden in golf carts with blackout curtains, like that's great stuff that you yeah. can talk about. Because they've been shooting all over Los Angeles. Yeah, well, she did with let her. It, yeah, she let it slip that uh, they were filming on Universal City Walk, and I'm trying to figure out how that. I mean, is the monkey going to be in there? That's a real head scratcher. Yeah, I know. I can't figure out how that's going to work, but yeah. They went to. Uh, what does Wetzel's pretzels have to do with the 24th century? <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a sexy sex guy in this new <laughs> Picard video. <laughs> and every once in a while, water just shoots up from the side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the 24th century is not quite what I had pictured. <laughs> we haven't spent a lot of time on Earth in the 24th century, yeah. but... Uh, a lot, a lot of schlocky, corny yeah. outdoor malls are still. It's nothing in full but effect. Creole restaurants and uh, and water <laughs> shooting up out of the sidewalk. <laughs> um, yeah, and that that was like the panel that everybody said like don't miss that because somebody might show up a certain someone and uh, no peace do. No, uh, on that panel. No. There was a surprise guest at the doctor panel, though, that, right yeah. before that one. Um, uh, Wilson Cruz was yes. there. Yeah, yes. he He's, ended up being an, a late addition. Because, yeah, he was supposed to go to uh, his brother's wedding yeah. in France, and he didn't get the flight in time. So yeah. right. he said, I'll screw it, I'll go to. Las I Vegas. heard that he was at the convention because he was missing his brother's wedding. He missed the flight to his brother's wedding. And I was like, come on, Wilson, like get a different flight. But then yeah. he explained it like, oh, it was like a connection in Iceland to the towns of France to get to yeah. or no, to like Geneva. And I was yeah. like, oh, like that is actually like a like a mission killer if yeah. you if you miss that flight. It's not hard to get somebody to say, fuck it, I'm going to Vegas. Um, but R- that certainly. Right. Oh, we don't swear. Do we swear on the show? Yes. We swear. All, okay. Most of it. Okay. <laughs> It really just as an experiment, we edited all the swear words out of one episode, and it was like three minutes long. So <laughs> we figured, leave them in. That's content, baby. We actually used to do that on our podcast for comic effect. Just put the bleeps in. Yeah. Everywhere, you know, so, so you only hear like words <laughs> a sentence. That doctor panel was kind of a surprise highlight for me. It yeah. was every single living... What about when LeVar came up and asked a question? That was also <laughs> a, a real highlight. I mean... His question, not spoilers, his uh, question... More of a comment than a question. Yeah. <laughs> when they pushed him for a question, he asked for 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, do you need a special pass to ask a question, or can anyone ask a question at the con? I, I honestly don't know because I always have these yeah. these VIP passes. You get the, which, you get the big yeah, pass. I have no limits. Yeah, that's why I, I never... I don't know. I'm kind of a big deal. I, I don't have to ask those questions. I know. <laughs> I just... It's hard to make time with you, JK, but I'm oh, glad yeah. you did. Yeah. It's so weird you were free at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said you had beer, so. Yeah. We did have beer. Yeah, we took the we took the conventioneering part pretty easy this year. We only went in the one day. We spent a lot of it, uh, the first day we were here just doing 
pool hangs. Right. That yeah. is a really fun first day thing to do yeah. uh, in Vegas in general. And I think specifically with the convention is to get outside that first day, make it about like meeting up with your pals. Yeah. And and you're still at the Star Trek convention, yeah, totally. even at the pool. You'll still yeah. see Klingons walk by. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this you're just like this is like the cruise. You're immersed in it wherever you go. Yeah, it's weird how different 110 degrees feels at the pool. It was not <laughs> oppressive. Yeah. It was, I would say, it was just right. Yeah, and it's uh, not often that I really appreciate a a very cold pool. Yeah, but I really dug that about this pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they have a pool party on uh, Monday, sort of like a uh, you know, so you can come down from the the convention and just chill i uh, did it for the first time last year and i swear they must like drop a block of ice every hour in the pool i don't know how they do it i thought for sure that we were staying for that because i thought it was sunday now i'm positive next year i want to stay through monday to do the pool party because i've heard it's just a riot it's just yeah it's it's all the conventioneers out there drinking and hanging out by the pool all day it's perfect that sounds great it's a perfect way to end a convention that's maybe that's the move next year we bookend the pool hangs yeah yeah I think, uh, I mean, like, we came to, to hit the convention and to record some pod, and we have some exciting stuff in the can. Yeah. But we also came to write our our next tour, uh, which we'll be doing in the fall. So oh, cool. <laughs> it does feel like a work trip for us also. So getting getting to just, like, block out some, like, really chill pool time was, was, yeah. was clutch. I think one of the highlights for me was uh, meeting up with a bunch of friends at DeSoto at the Tiki Bar yeah. yesterday. It was kind of a spontaneous uh, hang, I would oh, say. Oh, the Masquerade Bar. Yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, great. I yeah. feel like there were like 20 or 30 people there that were that were our, our gang. Yeah. And uh, it was so much fun. It was a little hard to tell who, like, because like everybody else here, they just kind of are part of the, uh, yeah. the convention crowd. So it's, a, it's just a bunch of people with Romulan loaf and you know different federation uniforms and stuff and and uh you're looking at the bar you're like wow we really filled this thing up we should have had a live show <laughs> or did, or did you? yeah it's like maybe we didn't <laughs> i think um, i did that last year is uh is at a similar meetup i introduced myself to someone who wasn't there to see me <laughs> yeah. not great this was a i'm but, kind of a big deal Adam. Yeah. how you doing what? this was a much better year for uh, people saying hi to us though yeah i, I feel like we when we came last year to the to the con like i don't i don't think anybody recognized us or if they did they did not uh they did it, not it's, say hi. it's gonna change exponentially every convention yeah it, it, that worked that way with me you know uh, i had been doing star trek comics for a while but i wasn't doing conventions if you start coming yeah they start knowing your face and then the people will come up to you all the time and it's right. great yeah it's awesome was there a specific book that changed everything for you like after- city on the edge of forever that without a doubt yeah. yeah without a doubt Probably my best work. I don't know if I'll ever. I think I may have peaked. Uh, <laughs> not only it's because you get that over with. Yeah, I know. It's all downhill from here. Uh, you haven't peaked, J.K. Tell them about the new book you're working on. Oh yeah. On. Okay. Yeah. Um. Th- this is pretty exciting. We're doing Mirror Voyager finally. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing that hasn't had the treatment after uh, TNG. Yeah. So. Um, so it's it's kind of cool. It's a very different feel from um, the first Mirror Broken book. Uh, or any other mirror universe stuff because it is taking place in the Delta Quadrant and wow. and she's known as the Janeway's known as the the uh, pirate queen of the Delta Quadrant. Nice. Cool. And they're, they're just like marauding the shit out of Amazing. that place. Does Chicote's tattoo wrap around his dong? <laughs> he didn't have a tattoo in this. I I wanted to go full like Apache warrior. 
Whoa, with a red yeah. bandana and everything, yeah. like in long hair. I wanted. I was going to do the John Redcorn thing. Every time he talked, his hair would blow in the wind. For <laughs> um, they were like, every time Janeway throws a dead body at his feet, like a single tear. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they told me to just lay off that a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> uh, for good reason. For good reason. <laughs> Other than that, they, the, the characters I created for this were characters I had created over and over again before doing commissions. Oh, because people would come up and say, "Well, I want to see what Voyager looks like," and and so I knew there was a market for this. Yeah. People are going to go nuts when they see this. My uh, German friend showed it to um, Kate Mulgrew, and she loved it. Because oh, I gave man, her those Ronda, cool. Rossi, Ronda Rousey arms, like, yeah. the big shoulders and the big biceps and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's got to feel so great to get that feedback from the actors. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get addicted to it. Because yeah. one day, I told you the Brent Spiner story, I think, where he just came up to me at a, at a convention in uh, Edmonton. He just wanted to meet me because he just loved the way I drew his arms in the book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he just he started telling me the story. He's been working with a, a trainer for six years and he just can't put any meat on his bones. Wow. <laughs> and then that just evolved into a conversation about Patrick Stewart coming from like a long line of coal miners and he's just physically fit without doing anything. Right. You know? Yeah. The genetics but help. He's got like yeah. the epigenetics of a, of a strongman. But it's just so weird to have a conversation with fucking data like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about Patrick Stewart's arms. I mean, it's... <laughs> That was the most so surreal one. moment in yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of gains are you putting on data? <laughs> what do you bench, bro? <laughs> yeah. That's really great. I mean, like as a as a convention regular, do you start to get the the zup from the actors and stuff? Do you do they like recognize you <laughs> no. the way the the fans do? It's funny because I introduce my time, myself every year. Yeah. And I, like I just I just did on the cruise. I just did this um, uh, fundraiser for uh, the Planetary Society, and I oh, worked cool. directly with uh, Robert Picardo the whole time. Yeah. By the end of the cruise, we were on first name basis and everything. Cool. He sees me here, and he's like, "Okay, so you are? Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Who then- am I? I'm the guy that raised six thousand dollars for you. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, it, it it happens a lot, and you learn not to take it personally because it, I do the same thing. Like yeah. I meet the same people over and over again but you just you see them once a year and you don't you have to make a hell of an impression on somebody to yeah. remember That's a them great yeah. point tj i feel the same way uh T- tj <laughs> uh i've for sure put my foot in my mouth uh at, at live shows of ours with you know people that I know that I've met before that look, it happens though it's, it's are like hey normal. you've been in a couple of our shows and they're yeah. like nope yeah oh the other <laughs> way I mean like every oh, version every, like- I've been bad in every way <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not good at this yeah I always remember people when they tell me the story. Right. You yeah. know, like I don't recognize the face or the name. There's but no, the context is the, more memorable. The second they start talking. Uh, and, and, and to be fair to Robert Picardo, it, the second I told him I was the artist on the cruise, he remembered me. Yeah. But he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't remember the face or the name. And I'm yeah. horrible with both those things. Yeah. yeah. You you gave him $6,000 to jog his memory. And he's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you. You need to keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to be standing next to a nacho cheese fountain for you to remember me? <laughs> Do I need to be uh, have my mouth open under a free soft serve machine on the pool deck? Yeah, one of the things you keep uh, telling us about is how much fun the, the cruise is. Yes. Oh, my God. How does that compare to a Star Trek Las Vegas or a Comic-Con as far as the hang goes? Well, there's a lot more access yeah. to. They're just among us. Yeah. They're walk just walking around. I, I ran into Casey Biggs at a bar. Yeah. I ran. You just run into these guys. Yeah. Um. Or or by the pool, 
they have their own deck that you have to have a special card to get up to. So they can always go home and get away from it all if they oh, want. Yeah. Right. But they come down and they eat at the same restaurants. They hang out at the same place. It's basically you're trapped on a floating hotel with all these people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful. And it's inundated with Trek. I mean, even when you go back to your room, you know, there's two channels of TV, Star Trek TV shows, Star Trek movies. Wow. Yeah. So you can, four o'clock in the morning when you're high on cocaine, <laughs> you just watch the Star Trek shows. That's great to hear. I would say if there's one enduring criticism I have for this convention specifically is like, you go in with the expectation that it would be skinned with Star Trek stuff, the hotel or the signage. It's really just the convention part. Yeah. Once, once you get there, it's Star Trek land. Once you get out, other than seeing like people in cosplay on the casino floor, yeah. they, they don't they don't deck it out in Star Trek the way they do. Uh, um, they don't pander to us the way I got used to from San Diego Comic-Con. Exactly, you know? yeah. But you think all the bar TVs would have Star Trek on. It Agreed. seems like a real missed opportunity, too. Like, the, yeah. like, there seems to be, like, somebody from the hotel realized that the, like, soft swirl ice cream machine in the hallway on the way to the convention center could be Gem Star Trek up a little bit, yeah. but they just, like, printed some stuff off their computer and, like, <laughs> yeah, taped the, a picture of Kira the, over the... frozen the, yogurt thing. Yeah. Yeah, at first it, I didn't know yeah, what that was. Yeah, it was Ketracel Thick with two Cs. <laughs> <laughs> but... But like that, that is seen as as next level thinking yeah. here is yeah. is bizarre to me. Yeah, like I Quark's guess bar should to. be should be way more should be way more developed as like as like a visual experience, and also you should be able to order stuff that is like you know Quark's barish. Like you should be able to get well, snail they do have a Quark's and, bar that does have that. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be. But operating yeah, they just ever. serve Corona. They yeah. don't serve Romulan ale or yeah, you know. and and like there's ten forward, but you can just look at it like it's yeah. uh, and that seems like it a seems real shame. Like how much would a pipe and drape setup be that for the drape it just is like a scene of the promenade right. in yeah. soft focus or something like these are things that are not great expenses that would. Uh, more than incrementally add to like the look and feel of the thing. Yeah, it's it seems like the convention, and this isn't knocking it at all, is like more interested in your experience with other people and your access than it is about feeling like you're in a place. Yeah, and and, and in that way, it's a lot different from the cruise. Yeah, uh, because all the bars on the cruise, they're called they change the names of all the bars, so it's Captain's Lounge, right, or, right. or Thirteen Forward, because it's on the forward part of the Thirteenth Deck. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, you know, so yeah. Um, you know, so you feel like you're you're on the Enterprise yeah. more than you are a cruise ship. Um, that is one here, thing about a cruise ship that is like, oh, this is kind of what like a, a starship must feel like. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's, this it's, is what it must be like to me. That's all I was all I was thinking about when you know. First thing I did was wanted to see the bridge, and they have this like museum thing, uh, and then a glass wall on the fourth wall, and behind the glass wall is the actual bridge, and oh, you get to watch man. these guys work. Cool. And I wow. said, yeah, it was so cool. I was like snapping photos just because when am I going to see this again, yeah. right? And also, I might need it as a reference someday for Star Trek. Yeah. I don't know in Star the Trek Mirror Underwater. Universe Cruise comic Mirror. book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't laugh, we're doing one. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm not sure I was supposed to say that. <laughs> we can you beat heard, that. Out. You heard it here first, folks. No, no. This is this is news breaking pod, yeah, Adam. We're yeah. not beeping shit. No, no. You got that. You got that out of me. <laughs> nice. Thank all you for the beer. Was, all it took was morning whiskey and morning beer. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. JK showed up with a liter of Irish whiskey. 
<laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I bought it on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and 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 it's it's much better just walk be... around the casino floor with a glass. Is that a liter and a half? That's a big bottle. Yeah, it's a huge bottle. I think you've done a great job with your drinking at the con. I would oh, say <laughs> I would say personally, I've I've leaned into sugary drinks more than I ever thought I would, like lots of pina so coladas. Everybody yeah. was rocking the pina colada. Would you guys start that? Delicious. That it was a good pina colada. I think that the. Uh, but I mean, everybody the, else started drinking it too. I thought it was just you two, and then like I was like, I'm, "Am I not getting the joke?" No, am somebody else to? got it and said it was good, so I, oh, I ordered okay. one. And ben, you often are the first to order a drink, and that really sets the tone for whoever <laughs> we're with. And often it is a big blended drink like that. Yeah, and it's very inspiring. Well, I, I mean, this this is of course the uh, the year that we put Hoofgate to bed. That's right. Because we both got big big purple zebra hooves and walked around the convention floor, and uh, we were having hurricanes because I th- in my uh, estimation the pina colada from the zebra bar was a little too sweet. Yeah. But the hurricane was pretty nice. It was. It was very, in- and uh, it felt extremely boozy. We yeah. filled up the hooves and then rolled into the the merch room at the convention. And by the time we got there, I feel like we were done just right. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> like half a hoof is enough to get you up to drunk. And then we did the other inter- half is like, oh boy. <laughs> we did a really cool interview there after we were done with the hooves. And it was. Uh, you did su- that interview with the hooves? It was a, hoof, a, it was a, a surprise. Yeah. It was as wow. soon as we got there almost, we were told we got this interview. And then we went out and did it. And it, there was no time to even think. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, it's best not yeah. to. <laughs> it, it, was, was pretty, it was pretty wild because we like went. We went like behind, like, you know, backstage to do it. And we actually went outside where like employees of the convention center go to smoke. Doesn't yeah. that backstage area look like a, like a Borg ship? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. You know, like it has all these pipes. All, going all the pipes yeah. are exposed. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, industrial refrigeration units and stuff. Yeah. It was a fun way to go in, in to, into an interview. Like yeah. I, I don't do that very much professionally, like be hammered pre-interview, yeah. but I think it went well. I never not do that. <laughs> you know how many drunken interviews? You guys were there for one of them. Yeah, yeah that's right. See, did I seem like I was in any shape to do an interview? Holding it together. It all somehow works out. Yeah, I would say that the thing that was perhaps coolest about going out there for me was that was where a lot of the stars were coming in. So yeah. we saw sure, yeah. Nichelle Nichols get out of a black SUV and then that SUV went away and then another one came and Kate Mulgrew got out of it. I was like trying to hold it together. I was like, I am surrounded by great, great actors. This is amazing. It makes you feel important. Yeah. It does. Um, in 2015, I actually was uh, an official guest of the convention, not of CBS or IDW. Mm-hmm. So I had green room access. Oh, uh, wow. I was, yeah, I, was, I, I got to go like a lot more than what this pass actually gets you. Wow. And, um, and it was just amazing just to you walk had, into the green the room and there's Patrick. plug pass. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Patrick Stewart does actually drink tea. I walked in the green wow. room and he's just sitting there drinking tea. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you just just stick your phone in his face and but take a picture. But it's fun seeing them in the wild. Yeah. You know, in their natural habitat. It's, yeah. yeah. They seem to all, like, get along really well, minus Shatner. Like, it seems like all of the actors are okay, like... Okay, can I tell you... Uh, probably shouldn't tell this green room story yeah do it yeah. they're gonna stop inviting me if i keep doing this but i was at star trek destination nobody destination listens and- to this jk <laughs> yeah. uh, so i was at birmingham for the uh, destination green room and they had a special part of the green room walled off just for shatner 
Wow. And he would eat his meals in there. Everybody else is hanging out, talking to each other, wow. just kind of bonding in. He's like, he wanted no part of it. He had his own <laughs> little room. And I was just like, that really bums me out. <laughs> the uh, the sports version of that is being called a bad locker room guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's Bill Shatner, huh? Wow. I guess, or I, I think he might. If they let him out with the regular, with the gen pop, he'd be giving everybody rat tails. <laughs> His wet bath towel. <laughs> that being said, he was a nice guy. He was nice to me and everything. Yeah, he yeah. just likes to eat alone, I guess, or something. Yeah. And they just accommodate him. Yeah. Know? Well, but it just, yeah, it's a little sad. He's probably got more money than all of them put together, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just gets to get By what far. he wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably also, he's like the original cast. He's over it. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's he's been doing it for years. Discovery people are coming in and they're young and they're excited and this is yeah. their first thing and it's a whole different vibe. He yeah. probably finds that kind of distasteful or something. I know I would, you know, after a while you get, you know, like this this was his job. He's an 80 year old man. This was his job when he was a kid. Yeah. You know? Hearing Jonathan Delarco on stage the other day talk about, um, you know, he had a recurring role on TNG and he like, like from back in the audience, he looks super young. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. he looks he looks like a I little younger than me, and I don't understand how he was like Dick Clark syndrome or something. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. I was like, I didn't even know who it was at first, and then I was like, oh, that's that you kid. I thought it was like a new yeah. guy that, for the show or something. But it seems like he has a very substantial role on the new Picard series, and he yeah. was talking about how like he felt like his convention half-life was coming pretty close to being over and now he's hit the 10-year reset button (laughs) because he's in the new series that was great that needed to be said too they never talk about that yeah your career goes on this like weird life support if if you're in any kind of genre right because you can always do the convention circuit and that'll sustain you they make good money right doing these things no their their appearance fees are are pretty pretty handsome and then what they make off of but that all dries up if you don't get a new role right you know like because there's a there's a place between nostalgia um where you can have like like uh you know wilma from buck rogers yeah we'll we'll all pay to see that but but if you've just been on star trek like a hue role and you don't reset that would have ended for him i'm sure you feel that as as a person who's a part of conventions like this based on your location inside the room, like your table gets further and further away from Depends the yeah. I'm working on. Yeah. yeah. If, when I was on City Audience Forever, I got like a much better treatment at conventions yeah. than I did if I hadn't done anything for six months. Yeah. Like if I'm working for some indie company nobody's heard of. That or, first year your table's next to the bathroom. Yeah. That could be uh, advantageous. We forgot your table. We, we can put you right here in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting and I, I mean I imagine it's got to be a really a real double-edged sword as an actor because like people still really care about a, you know like I saw um, the girl who was a Q and didn't know it on TNG Olivia Diabo yeah she was signing she was signing autographs and like that's a character that really meant a lot to a lot of people I think yeah. and uh, so it must be really cool to like get to meet those people year after year but also if you want to be a working actor and kind of like your main line of life support is going to cons and, and signing that's not stuff. What, yeah, that's, that's not, not what you set out to that's do exactly, in your career. I, also, your craft gets overshadowed by the by the genre, by the right. uh, the, the character is bigger than you as the actor. Yeah. And that's going to be hard because you want to be appreciated for your acting. Yeah. yeah. And, instead, and you want your own yeah, identity, too. You want your own identity, yeah. But, uh, a, yeah. And I that mean, happens a lot with the comics sometimes. That even happened to Nimoy. Like, Nimoy, yeah. like, wrote a book I'm called Spock. I Am Not Spock. Yeah. And yeah. then he, he thought about it and said, he wrote a book called I Am Spock. But, but yeah, you, you get overshadowed by the um, the intellectual property yeah. more than, than your skills. 
and that's got to suck. And and they got skills. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, you know, he has some skills. Totally. But he'll always be Picard to me. Yeah. <laughs> Until he's Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll find a way to make that happen. Yeah. Any uh, any highlights from the con that you want to want to talk about, JK? Any uh, any cool interactions you had? Yeah, I didn't really um, meet many people. Even the people I know from CBS are so busy. Yeah. Because we're in this weird Star Trek renaissance right now. Yeah. And that it's I was going to be see... exciting for you, right? That there are so many new properties coming. Like there must oh, be ancillary I... comics for all of them, right? I'm not getting the uh, knowledge I normally get. I'm, I'm getting like hints from people at CBS. Like, trust me, there's a lot coming. Just be patient. And wow. Like, I'm, well, tell me about it. You know? <laughs> I'll sign but, an mean, NDA. I, I call, would love to yeah, sign I an NDA. I call John Van Sitter's the blur because every time I see him, he's just a whipping by. Oh, JK, it's great to see you. <laughs> That's interesting when, when put into the context of what Jerry Ryan was saying on her panel, which was like, you know, Picard was basically greenlit two years ago and we sat yeah. on it like until we could get all the production constellation stuff together i mean what's coming out two years from now that there already is a plan exactly for? i was hoping to hear that there'd be a pike story you know i i, yeah. think I was they kept hinting there was going to be a big um a big surprise on the uh picard yeah. thing and I, I i thought that would be it right like they were going to announce that they were going to do a, a a pike story yeah which they got to that's a no-brainer yeah yeah I mean, it's they're just, gonna do it. they'll, they, print, they'll print money if they do it. Yeah, right? I'm sure they're already doing it. I don't I don't have any inside knowledge about it, but I'm sure they are. They, they, they're crazy if they're not. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're just going balls to the wall with producing new stuff, but like having their their streaming app be like basically a Star Trek thing and only yeah. a Star Trek thing <laughs> seems like a weird choice for a TV network. Well, they also have like old Matlock episodes you can watch. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. Finally catch up on all the young Sheldons I missed. <laughs> Yeah, it really is a shit app, except for the Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, the only streaming app I have that's worse in terms of design than CBS All Access is the PBS Passport app. Just colossally bad. Like, you can't even find shows that are on it because they're not listed anywhere. But yeah, CBS All Access, close second in terms of badness. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. I don't want to talk bad about it, but uh, I agree. I, you know what they need to do is just have a Star Trek channel. They need on have a, it. So they you have just a Star go Trek right channel. to that because I don't watch any of that other shit on it. What about you, Ben? Uh, what were the, what were the main highlights? Your main takeaways? Uh, I really liked uh, getting to, you know, say hi to a lot of friends of Desoto. I, I saw uh, a lot of. A lot of T-shirts of ours yeah. walking around, and yep. not not even necessarily like people that I got to talk to, but that was really cool to see the fingers of the greatest generation reaching their way into the convention. Yeah, um, the moist tendrils. Yeah, uh, we get to meet someone from Women at Warp, one of the hosts of Women at Warp, yeah. which is uh, a podcast that has been uh, going since long before we ever started, and yeah. uh, she was super nice and and cool and. Uh, Sounded like she was having a great a great con as well. Yeah, and uh, it was nice to like walk up to the Roddenberry booth and have it be a, be like a cordial and, yeah. and fun interaction. Say what you will about uh, shows in the pocket; they are busy at things like this. They really like, they are. They really work. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder I wonder what the economics are of that. Yeah. Because um, we met, uh, we also got to spend a little time with uh, Gideon Brower, who is the producer of the new official Star Trek podcast and he is a great dude and uh was really excited to see like like he came to our meetup and and got to you know kind of see 
yeah that but was that's nice all about and, yeah. and he's like he's just here to soak up the game like he's yeah. he's kind of really easy guy to talk to too. yeah totally. like i was like nervous meeting a new person from cbs yeah he just like put me at ease yeah like, right away yeah. yeah yeah that was encouraging yeah how about you adam any uh any favorite moments just the people and the positivity of the thing is is great yeah like i it really for as late as you stay up and as little sleep as you get like that stuff really keeps you going like everyone is really happy and and positive and encouraging yeah and it's just a trip to see people dressed up yeah like it's it's better than comic-con in that way because it's just this narrowly focused thing yeah it's much better than comic-con yeah. I, I, I do want to talk about that after you're done because like, yeah. like, i'm going to explain the difference between a star trek convention <laughs> and a comic convention yeah and it's because it's mostly panel oriented and uh and you were talking earlier too it's more about the the people connection they're focused on they're not really dressing up the bars or anything which is I wish they would. Yeah. But I mean, it really, what is important is, is how people connect here, you yeah. know, and there's 6,000 people in one room looking at people on stage, listening to them just talk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but uh, that's well, a very think... different experience in Comic-Con, which it, that does happen. Right. But that's, it, the focus is much less on that. Right. The, the, the dealer room is like, what, five boots. I mean, that's not really why we're here. Right. So th- it's a huge difference, a different culture. Yeah. Know? I kind of think that the success of of the con is is like entirely because of the fans. Like they the they make it yeah. so much so much of the positive thing it is. Like we're a collective. Almost in spite of the way it's run. Like yeah. it feels so different from social media in that there's no one walking around the con with a disco shirt that says like not my Star Trek. Right. Yeah. It is totally absent of any negativity about any of the properties and i thought there would be an outlier person right. who was that person but there really wasn't no i can be that for you next year <laughs> <if> you <want. laughs> thanks jk uh, no it was, it's it's pretty cool i i would say that the omissions this year i didn't see any ferengi and i definitely saw yeah. a lot last year yeah right. didn't see any jim hadar no didn't see any romulans i don't think Hmm. Uh, plenty of Vulcans. Saw more yeah. Loxana Troys this year than I don't think I saw any last year, and I yeah. saw maybe three this year, which yeah. is fun. Yeah, there was a great uh, burn victim, Christopher Pike, yeah. going around. Oh, yeah. uh, what a great a, cosplay a too! You never have to get cosplay. A, yeah, yeah. You just I would have a cup holder. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of pikes out on the casino floor, but they were just riding around in what looked like scooters. <laughs> <laughs> Those things go fast, though. You know the big yeah. long haul when you're coming in? I yeah. see people go down like 40 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Looking right by everybody. I'm like, I got to get one of those. <laughs> I, I wondered um, just kind of idly if there are if there ever like disability in Star Trek panels, because there seem to be like it's it seems like there are a ton of people with mobility uh, challenges sure, that yeah. come to this. And and it's like it's really cool to see so many people like able to come do something like this. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. And, and, and um, the diversity in a in a Star Trek crowd now, as opposed to when I was a kid, yeah. where it was like all middle aged white men. Yeah. And now you look around and it's it's a rainbow out there. It totally and, and is. You just you. Yeah. You, it, it's a much more interesting experience than it was, like, say, in the 80s. 
Yeah. And like Star Trek. for as many different kinds of people there are here, you don't see them forming tribes based on no, uh, who all... or what they are. Like it's a blended community yeah. of, of Although I will not people. hang out with Klingons. Yeah. I don't like them. I never trusted them. I never will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forgive them for the death of my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just hope that this tape never falls into the wrong hands, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> we are recording this with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you standing there? <laughs> What do you think of when you think of male grooming? Maybe it's a sharp haircut and a little bit of product, or a bit of the old beard wax twisted into the ends of a mustache. Maybe it's a shower, a shave, a little spritz of fragrance. Me? I think of shaving my nuts. And not just my nuts, all around those nuts. I'm talking all around those nuts. And this form of male grooming is hard to do when your junk looks like a log of Play-Doh rolled through a dustpan in a barber shop. It's wrinkly, it's wriggly, nothing stays in place, and it's the one area where you don't want to have an accident. That's why I'm glad we're sponsored by the spring cleaning champions at Manscaped. They sent me their brand new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's their fifth generation trimmer, featuring two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little bit off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. They also sent me an extra-large Manscaped t-shirt, which I will never wear, but it was nice of them to do. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in your pants. I spent a lot of last week sick in bed. And one thing I was so happy I had when I needed something to eat but didn't really have the energy to cook myself something was Factor Meals. Got a couple of these in the fridge at all times and they are delicious, fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals. And they're ready to go in just about two minutes. And this is convenience food that is actually tasty and full of real ingredients and not hyper-processed crap. And they got you covered all throughout the day. They got pancakes, smoothies, grab-and-go bites, and uh, you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule deliveries at any time. So head to factormeals.com trek50 and use code trek50 to get 50% off. That's code trek50 at factormeals.com trek50 to get 50% off. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. JK, did you have a drunk Shimoda of the con? Incredible. Drunk Shimoda. Yes, I do. And I know just what it was. And you guys saw him. You were there. German Spock. I met German Spock. <laughs> I did not I meet l- German Spock. I love that guy. He gave me his business card. I'll show it to you later. But it's just a, it's like a photo of him. And uh, he was amazing. He was amazing. First, he, he looked a lot like he was spot on. Almost Was he like, West German or East German Spock? Oh, wow. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, socialist future, probably right. East German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not to not to un, not to undercut uh, Canadian Spock, because yeah. we all. But Canadian Spock, we all know Canadian Spock, yeah. the, the really tall guy. Yeah, that looks like like a Mad Magazine caricature of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the speaking of Germans, there was a, an amazing papercraft model of the Enterprise E in the Oof. Quark's bar yeah. room, and we uh, we were like we stopped to admire it, and there were two German guys who had built it apparently, and we asked. One of them, like how they achieved one of the lighting effects, because the nacelles this precision. Yeah, well, it's like it's like a probably a five foot, four and a half, five foot long model, right? And it does not disassemble. They they ship it around in one piece. Oh. They ship it in one piece, yeah. but the nacelles have that like have that like lava lamp effect on them. So like they're still pretty small. We're like, how did you guys do that? And he goes and gets like the component that they use to make the the lighting effect, and he's like explaining it, and he's like, well, you know, we experimented with some some uh, different placements, and then we found this as the final solution. We <laughs> <laughs> walked away. I was like, Adam, I uh, I get nervous. I, I, I zoned Germans. out. What did that guy say the final solution was? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Germans here. I don't know if yeah. you know how that translates in English, but it does not sound good, dude. <laughs> Adam, did you have a drunk Shimoda? Yeah. Um, I, in addition to all the fun con hangs, I have been doing uh, a fair amount of gambling, and the gambling does not go well, Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ways that I soothed myself last night during a particularly blistering uh sit down at a poker table was uh, there are massage people who walk around the casino and give massages. And for the very first time in my entire life, I got a gambling massage. (laughs) So I was, I was playing cards and then I like, you turn your seat backwards and like put your neck on top of the back of the seat and you'll get a, you'll get like a 10 minute back rub. (laughs) And that seemed like the, like that's Vegas right there. It's, it's a cocktail and it's gambling and a massage at the same time. Do you know how awkward that is when somebody when somebody gets a massage in front of you because you just don't want to look at them I in the know, eyes? I do know, and yeah. that's why like I did it. watching a dog have sex or something. Yeah. You're like, yeah. um. <laughs> the, uh, the, the happy ending at the poker table is a pretty intense move <laughs> to distract your opponents. <laughs> yeah, super fun to be in hands while getting a massage. Yeah. <laughs>
My drunk Shimoda, I think, uh, is Bill Tilly, our card daddy. He came out to say hi to us at the pool deck wearing a card daddy t-shirt that he custom made <laughs> for this. And he has been walking around the convention giving out like stickers and trading cards and yeah. stuff to like anybody who will take them from him. And he printed them all up himself. He's like, he's like so down for the cause in a way that is just like, man, we really don't deserve Bill Tilly. He sort of like made it a card daddy convention, like yeah. a one person convention that he would he would yeah. take into the Star Trek saying, Las like, Vegas. You know, like I don't want to just sit in the panels all all day. Like I want to feel like I did something here. So he made it his job to spread the the word about the Greatest Generation. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, and I keep bumping into him like four o'clock in the morning on a casino floor when I'm at my, my most absolute drunk. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's saying the same about you. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, so I guess uh, we don't really know what our next episode is going to be, do we? No. No, I think we've got some ideas, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe we'll leave it a mystery. Tune in in a couple of weeks for another great uh, episode of The Greatest Discovery. Uh, JK, you've got a podcast of your own. Yeah, I try not to talk about it, though. <laughs> well, we're going to force you. Tell, okay. tell the people how to find it. Uh, no, it's uh, Go Trek Yourself. Uh, we uh, used to be weekly. Now we're... Um, whenever <laughs> but we're kind of getting back into it now with the new shows coming on um you can find it on the taylor network of podcasts itunes anywhere you get it it's called go trek yourself uh, look it up we have a lot of fun right on and uh and what's the best way for people to find your work in comics uh, go to a comic book store. All right. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I'm, most of the work is at IDW, but you can find that on the IDW has their own uh, comicsology type app. Okay. Uh, where you can pick up the books digitally for those that don't uh, go to comic book shops. Uh, otherwise, you can find it on Amazon, uh, the collected trades. Um, just look under Star Trek. That's great. We get killed in one of your comic books. And, You're uh, getting killed again. And we're getting killed in an upcoming. Yep comic book it's finally going to be exactly what you wanted awesome and exactly we're, what you deserve we're, we're finally getting blown out of an airlock we're going to be canonically airlock blown out your work is so great i really love it yeah thank you appreciate that it's really uh, it, uh if you haven't looked at jk's uh comics like they're really spectacularly beautiful he paints uh his frames in gouache so they're like really like super photorealistic and moody and atmospheric and uh really great so Thank you. Uh, worth worth checking out, even if you're not normally a comics person. Yeah, it got me back into comics. I was a lapsed comic person. But if you're a Star Trek fan and you're not reading the Star Trek comics, you're missing a you lot. You really are. There is some some of the best stuff that's done is in comics because we don't have to deal with budgetary constraints. We don't yeah. have to deal with yeah. uh, you know. We get to try new things because it's less expensive. Right. So you get things like Mirror Universe, Picard, yeah. Leather Daddy, Picard, as they call <laughs> it. And it seems like a lot of intentionality has been put into like discovery comics like they're you know as canonical as they can be first time ever we actually have a synergy between the comics and the television show yeah. and the movies because we're working with staff writers directly so like mike johnson is working with kirsten Beyer. yeah you know yeah. and uh so we're telling the stories in between the stories on the show which is makes it much more interesting it gives you some context that other viewers might not have yeah so definitely read the comics i mean yeah, we've definitely found that out in our uh, off-season episodes of, of this show. Yeah. Going back and reading the Discovery. Really fleshes some interesting things out yeah. about the characters. and Totally worth it. Uh, yeah, so uh, so uh, run, don't walk to your local comic store and support the work of J.K. Woodward. J.K., thanks for being on the show, man. As Love always. hanging out with you Love every it. time. <laughs>
and uh, I guess we'll leave it with Rob's from here. The Greatest Discovery is a Maximum Fun podcast, hosted by Adam Pranica and Ben Harrison. It's produced and edited by me, Rob Schulte, and our theme music is by Adam Ragusea. Thanks again to J.K. Woodward for joining us on this show. It's a lot of fun. If you'd like to support The Greatest Discovery, head on over to MaximumFun.org donate. Or you can tell a friend, or you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use. And when using social media, feel free to use the hashtag GreatestDiscovery. You can find Ben on Twitter at BenjaminAHR, Adam is at CutForTime, and I'm at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks, we'll see you in a couple of weeks with a new episode. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.